What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Fidel, and on today's episode, we are talking about how to become your higher self. I have talked about this many times on the podcast that nothing is tied to your success more than how well you know yourself. And if you are the version of you who is happy, healthy, focused, energetic, you are always going to destroy the version of you who's not. Because one of my favorite things about entrepreneurship is that everything matters. Your health, your sleep, how smart you are, how focused you are, how many hours you put in, everything matters. And not to knock on traditional jobs, but a lot of times you get in a certain routine and you make a certain amount of money and there's not really like a promotion ahead of you. And as long as you don't screw up, you won't get fired. But if you show up to work hungover or if your diet sucks and you still get your job done and you just drink a bunch of coffee to get through your day and you just don't get fired, then you'll be fine probably, right? Like you, And you just are stagnant. And the thing is with entrepreneurship, you could make $0 a year or you could make $100 million a year and everything in between is about everything. Everything matters. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to become your higher self. And originally, I wanted to call this episode how to go from being a boy to becoming a man because this is going to be a little bit more related to my male audience because this is the journey that I feel like every man needs to go through. And a lot of women do need to go through this as well. So as I go along here, maybe I'll see like it's completely relatable. It it probably is, especially in the modern day world. uh, Women are usually the breadwinners as well, right? It's not like a stay at home mom situation nearly as frequently. And especially if you're like a single mom, you're totally going to need to go through all of these steps. So I I really do feel like especially everyone listening to this entrepreneurship podcast, this is going to relate to. So I was like, eh, there's no need to call this, you know, going from a boy to becoming a man. Although like that is how this content started, just so you know. Um, But yeah, this is uh, going to be great, guys. I, I really put a lot of work into discovering these five levels of becoming your higher self. And I have been back through the content a few times just to make sure it's exactly what I agree with. And I've processed it a lot. And I've recorded this episode a couple times just to kind of get the bugs out. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So let's get right into it. So there are five levels that you need to go through to becoming your higher self. The first one is to vanquish your vices. I try to make like an alliteration there so it sounded cool. Level two is to embrace your trauma. Level three is to forgive your trauma. Level four is to surrender to solitude. And level five is to become selfless, which is essentially your highest self. So there's the overview. And let's get started with level one here. So vanquish your vices, right? You got to get rid of addiction. The reason why this is important is because until you've done this, you won't be able to peel back the layers to who you truly are. Who you are on marijuana is a different version of you. Who you are when you are drunk, when you're on any kind of hard substance, maybe you could say like nicotine, that's not, you know, that's still me because it's not as dissociative of other drugs, but it still is not fully you. It is a crutch. It is something that makes your life easier, really. And that's why they're so popular. The way that I look at marijuana is just wearing rose-colored glasses. 
and I was high on marijuana for about 13 years straight. Basically, every second I was high for like 13 years, like going from college into uh, like last year. Okay, so this is a newer thing for me, but it's basically been about the last year from here that I have probably not done any kind of substance on like 250 of the last 365 days and right now i'm on like day 60 or 70 or something like that and uh, i can finally confidently say that i'm out of it because i really don't have any desire to go back and it was so necessary for becoming just so much more emotionally strong and focused and energetic and just everything in my life really got better once I got rid of the active addiction and like the withdrawals. So no matter what it is, maybe it's like online shopping for you or it's gambling. It doesn't always have to be a substance. This is the thing that is either stealing your energy, your time, or your money. And those three resources are your top resources. So you can't really ever get everything you want out of life unless you have your full energy, your full money to be able to act on your entrepreneurial endeavors at the speed that you want to. And also your your focus and your time is obviously completely necessary. So no matter what it is, this is robbing you of those three resources. And marijuana is the one that I think is very common nowadays and it's so fun, but it really is a death by a thousand cuts. And I found plenty of success as someone who just was high all the time. However, I could never break through to the next level in business, especially in online entrepreneurship where it's moving so quick. Now we got to get on TikTok shop. You got to learn TikTok ads. Like I'm, I'm a Facebook ads coach and I got to learn the new thing, right? It's been a few years. I got to learn the new thing. Like there's always the next thing to discover. There's always the new e-commerce opportunity, the new coaching opportunity, the new way to sell coaching, the new way to reformat things that is going really well, the new podcast app because, you know, old podcasts are dying. So where's the new one? Like everything's always changing. And unless you have speed on your side, then you're always behind and uh, you, you'll never get to the seven-figure level of entrepreneurship. You might be like a five-figure or low six-figure entrepreneur, but unless you have speed going for you, you're always going to be behind the race. So I, I could either stop it right there to talk about getting rid of your addictions, and you just got to trust me on this. This is the first step because you can move on to the other ones while still in active addiction, but you're not going to be able to complete the other levels. You're just going to gain an awareness of the levels. How I like to see going through life with drugs and alcohol versus not is that let's say you go through a really tough scenario and you decide to smoke a lot of weed about it and really numb the pain. And what happens is you gain about half of the experience points than you would have if you had just took it head on sober. And the thing is, is because you're always putting these rose-colored glasses on to deal with your problems, it can make you react in a couple different ways. One, you can be more passive about your problems, so you don't even confront them, right? Someone does you wrong, and you're like, I'm so pissed about it. Let me get high, and then you forgive them. 
which sounds like a good thing to do, but it also could lead to you getting screwed over and over from those same people and just from life in general because you don't set boundaries, right? Being passive means that you also don't set boundaries, which means that you're always going to get screwed. And there are times in my life where I definitely should have even taken legal action against some people and I wanted to, but then I just smoked so much weed that I remember just kind of like letting it go and like letting go and forgiving are great concepts, but this was just laziness. This was just me not wanting to deal with it. So you let a lot of things slide and it's basically that you're always handling your anxiety with something that diminishes the chemical feeling of anxiety in the moment, which, but it can also make you super anxious, right? And paranoid, like marijuana I'm talking about can make you super paranoid. So it's really funny because... Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. In a lot of cases, it is what is helping your anxiety, but it is also what is causing the anxiety. So until you get rid of it and then deal with the anxiety of life as your sober self, then you're always just medicating, but then also causing more anxiety at the same time. And what I encourage you to do, this is where I'm going to end level one here, is no matter what vice you have, write down on a sheet of paper the pros and cons of you who remains in your current usage with that substance or or whatever the vice is and then you who does not like the the pros and cons of each of the two paths and what i think you will find is that literally the only pro of continuing on with your vice is that you get to do the vice right i'm like i get to be a recreational stoner like that's fun i get to get high like it's literally the only pro the only pros you get to get high everything else screws up your relationships with people your health your finances your time your energy management everything else gets screwed so you are literally trading the ability to be a recreational drug user for your most valuable resources And I will just say, like, if you are as into weed as I was once or you're into any vice to that level, I know I didn't want to hear it, all right? Once people talked about it, like, I was very much like, yeah, what am I going to do? Not smoke weed? Like, I was very like, it's not an option. Like, anyone ever brought it up to me, I was like, it's not an option. Like, I I need it. Uh, I, I would prefer life with it. It's just so much better. And the thing is, is you will get so used to it, and it really does take... Uh, if you're if you've been an active user, you need like 90 days off before you can feel free from it. And those 90 days might really suck. Like those 90 days might suck worse than when you were smoking. So it is a big decision. But if it wasn't such a high reward that you'll experience, then it wouldn't 
you know, it wouldn't be easy. Like nothing ever easy is tied to a massive reward, but because it's difficult, you need to know that the reward will be absolutely massive for you. And you need to do this if you want to become your higher self because it is ruining your vibrational state and it's taking literally everything that you've ever wanted from you in your life, if I can just be direct with you. So moving on to level two, this is embracing your trauma in the past, all right? And I think uh, childhood trauma is probably the most common, but I think everyone can experience trauma even in their 20s and, and just later in life. You could go through a lot of failed relationships in your 20s and 30s, and those could be uh, trauma that still haunts you going into your next relationships. So really, it's not just embracing it, it's like more the awareness of it. So this is the level that I would tell you to go really deep within, and because you will now be vice-free, you will have your mind in its current sober state at all times. So you're really going to be able to get to this because we will like distract your mind from like going to these places, right? To thinking like, what? why do I act the way I do? What are the biggest problems in my life? What are the patterns that consistently play out? For me, it was self-sabotage and uh, mostly with relationships. Uh, I've seen a lot of business owners do this with their business too, like their business goals. They're so used to not hitting their business goals that they just do something to self-sabotage themselves so that they fall a little bit short because it's what's comfortable for them. And in relationships, what can happen is you are insecure, so you kind of go between a an anxious attachment style and an avoidant attachment style. And this would be the thing that I think relates to so many people nowadays. If you're like, all right, where do I start to get awareness of my trauma from my past? Look up attachment styles because this is how you will treat life in general. This is how you will treat your goals. This is how you'll treat like literally everything in your life will be related to your attachment style. And basically anxious attachment style is you like cling on to people or goals because they must happen. They need to happen. Like it's not okay if it doesn't happen. You can't leave me or you're avoidant. And as soon as things start to go well for you, you sabotage them or you like leave someone who tells you that they, they love you because you're like, hold on, like I'm, I'm not about to commit to this because maybe you have trauma in the past of people leaving you. So now you're scared to commit to a relationship. So you leave them before they get the chance to leave you. And that's the avoidant side. And what's funny is that, well, not funny, but you know, the anxious and avoidant are complete opposites of each other, but a lot of people are both of them. You're kind of either secure or you're both of them. You're clinging to someone until they get clingy back. And once they get clingy back, then you get avoidant and you can't accept the love. So you can't accept the denial of the love and you also can't accept the love when it comes to you. And this is something that I really realized. I was like, why am I doing this? Like I, I, I'm like, I want a relationship, but then as soon as it starts going well, I'm ruining it. And that was where I'm like, look, you need to get rid of these vices because I know that this is a large part of it um, be because I just knew that my life was kind of a mess. And that will also make you not be able to sell yourself because sales, like you need product conviction to sell anything. And that is including yourself. So back to the level one real quick, like with the addictions, the reason why it can be harder to form healthy relationships is because you know what life you're inviting them into. So you know in the back of your mind that maybe you're not, in, you're not drinking a bunch on the dates that you're going on initially, but if they get to date 10 with you, 
they are going to figure out that you can't control your alcohol eventually and it can make you get insecure and then project those insecurities and you won't even be able to control the words going out of your mouth and you're going to ruin the relationship and you're going to feel like absolute shit because of it because you weren't yourself and i think when relationships go south if both people were truly themselves the whole time it's not that hard to let go of because it's easier to write off as we just weren't compatible but if you know that you weren't carrying yourself as you actually are and then it screws up it will haunt you because you're like that person they never got to meet me though they got to meet this version of me that's insecure and that is truly a painful regret guys so that's why it's like it's almost good not to date until you can really figure this stuff out because otherwise like dating just won't work well for you or you'll attract toxic partners. So toxic relationships will still work for you, but you won't be able to form a healthy relationship without self-sabotaging it. So you need to get an awareness of why are you screwed up in any way? Because everyone is. Do you have religious trauma? Do you have trauma from your parents being too strict on you or being not strict enough? Do you have trauma from other relationships? Do you have trauma from literally anything and you need to get aware of what are common symptoms of someone who has experienced that kind of trauma. Because I've read some books in the past that have just been such direct call-outs of my behavior. And it's so great to get this awareness because it also makes you feel sane, right? You're like, wow, like this, there's a book about what I have. Like, and it just called out everything that's happened in my life directly so that means that there's other people like me going through this and now that i have this awareness it's easier to let go of because you know where it's coming from and you know like oh that's just my response to how my mother treated me when i was younger is why i do that however that's why level three is to forgive your trauma because now you're able to identify the reason why i'm an avoidant attachment style when I get into relationships is because my mother was anxiously attached to our relationship, which caused me to be avoidant. So now every time I'm avoidant, I need to realize that that is caused by something unrelated to this person. This person that I'm interacting with now, I shouldn't let how someone else treated me affect how this person person's uh, my relationship with this person is that wouldn't make any sense right so once you can like logically kind of rule out why you at like why where your negative personality traits come from it's a lot easier to gain this awareness and to know when your feelings are serving you or not so it's like gaining a logical understanding of your feelings so that if you need to be above your feelings and dismiss them as best as you can and know that those thoughts aren't serving you that you have that awareness okay and it comes from the forgiveness so you're not going to be able to really move on until you forgive this because most of this trauma can't be worked out there's a lot of people that it might have done you wrong in the past like let's say it's an ex or something and that's why there's so much grief sometimes when you get out of a relationship because maybe you realize things that you did wrong to them or things that you would like them to say sorry to you for 
but you guys aren't contacting each other. One of you blocked the other person. And as much as you'd like to call them and have a certain conversation about that one time something happened and you'd like them to take ownership for it or you'd like to take ownership of something, they are not communicating with you and you just know like that conversation will never happen. And the only way out is to forgive it. And it sucks. Like it absolutely sucks. There's definitely relationships that I've been like, I'm like, I want to contact you. I want to say sorry for this thing a year ago so that I can forgive myself. So a lot of times it's actually not forgiving other people. It's forgiving yourself is what this next step is. And um, this is going to take time. I don't really have like an exact tip on this besides knowing that this is the way out. And everyone is human. Everyone makes mistakes. And if you think about people who have done you wrong in the past that you have forgiven, kind of just imagine how how you would feel if there was someone that like did you wrong and you forgave them. Like you you don't care. It's all good. People are people. And like you, you, you wouldn't want them to be hurting about it. You would not want them to still be experiencing pain thinking about how they did you wrong. If you can think of a specific scenario like that, that would be a useful exercise because then when you would think like, oh no, I, I would not want you to feel bad about that. That's fine. It's cool you didn't attend my birthday party. It's really totally fine. And maybe they're sitting there like, I just, I can't, I feel so bad. I like, I can't believe I, I didn't make it or I forgot about it. And you don't want them to feel bad, right? That's how a lot of the world will feel towards you too because it's easier for a lot of times humans to forgive other people than themselves, which really doesn't make sense. Um, but but it also kind of does because it's like, you know, obviously you had uh, a decision to make and you didn't make the decision that you wanted to. But your past self is really something that is completely out of your control just like someone else is completely out of your control. So you're gonna have to really keep thinking about this until you reach the conclusion that feels right to you about it. You say, whenever I process it this way and think about it, okay, yeah, but this person would want me, wouldn't want me to feel bad. Like, however you have to process it is what you're trying to get to is the, is the, the way of thinking that you're trying to get to. Uh, so I actually, the tip that I would give you is you need to do journaling. And this is something that I never really understood. I was like, I'm not going to do a diary. Come on, that's lame. And uh, th it's absolutely incredible. And journaling, you can either do a written one or you can do a video vlog if you're more someone that likes to do content that way. I've done both. So like last night, I had some big epiphanies and I was like, I can just kind of talk out loud, but I know it'd be so much more powerful if I recorded myself. It puts me on the spot a little bit more, makes me be more concise, helps me focus on just the, the thoughts that I'm, I'm thinking of and, and you know, staying with that thought process until uh, it's totally complete. And then what's also super useful with both of these forms of documentation is going back to them in the future. Because a lot of times we forget how far we've come or like we'll think we're like, yeah, oh yeah, last year, dang, I was, I was not nearly as far in my uh, mental health journey as I am today or in my business journey as I am today. But that's kind of like where the thought stops. You're like, oh yeah, I'm way ahead. And when you get a very, very clear uh, image and like you're just able to like consume the content that you created before and go right back into your old thought process, then you can truly see how far you've come. And it's super useful. So in my journal, I went back the other day to like a year ago and I was just reading all these things that I had said 
And sometimes they were like a business epiphanies. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this idea will work. And I like to write back to myself and I'd be like, this idea did work. And it's like future me coming back to, to say, hey, like you one year ago, like those ideas you had, they were right or they, they were wrong. And, and like, the, and I'll correct myself and I'll like write back to my old self and getting this awareness of you are the you now and the you in the past and the you in the future it kind of helps you look at yourself as as you might another person like if you're someone who is very generous and kind to other people uh, more so than yourself getting this external perspective of like i am me now and i was me in the past and i'm me in the future so like i need to be kind to my future self i'm going to make my decision today is for my future self or um you know i'm going to forgive my past self because i was nine years old right like now you're like you're so far away from that and it's like i'm not going to be mean to young me like that would be insane right and when you're 50 looking back on when you're 20 you're like i'm not going to be mean to old me but like that scenario exists now so why be mean to present you now it's just a very valuable way to look at it and it's helped me with forgiving a lot easier so uh yeah take take that into uh, consideration as much as you can so level four is surrender to solitude so it's not that like the reason why i use the word surrender is because it's almost separate than solitude like surrender is more like letting go and letting life just happen for you and regardless of if you're religious or spiritual, I think every one of us, if you got really real with yourself and thought, let's think about a terrible situation that happened to me that was like a few years ago or more. And why was that necessary to who I am today? And it's very difficult to then say, um, you know, like, oh, I wish it never happened, right? Like, if it's a recent trauma, even in the last few years, like it, it, it can feel like that. It sucks. Like I wish that never happened. But the far, further you get away from a trauma, the more you start to appreciate the lesson it gave you and the less you're trying to rewrite history. Like there was a, a moment that happened last year that I spent months just like wishing time machines were real. I was like, I just want to go back in time so bad even though that same event sparked the biggest growth that has ever happened to me. Last year was the most I grew in a single year and by a good margin. And the event that I want to change is also the event that sparked the fuel that I needed to do so. So it's foolish for me to think that. And really now today, I'm still like, yeah, wait, can I have all the life lessons, but still go back, please? Like, can I have the life lessons and go back to that time? I'd really appreciate that. But that's what I need to, you know, forgive as well, right? So like forgiving that situation is like the first step, um, to, you know, forgiving how I acted at that time. And but the, the reason why I surrender uh, and like so letting go and then like to solitude what why is solitude important especially at level four of five here it is that you have to get comfortable being by yourself and it not like and just being comfortable like it's literally it okay because a lot of people can't sit still for 10 minutes and be alone with their thoughts 
without needing to go on their phone, without needing to call someone, without needing to go meet up with a friend and just be around someone else. And this is how you know if you've gotten to level four or not. It's almost more of a test. It's not important for you to be alone. It's important for you to be able to be alone because you will have lots of times in life where you will be alone. And this is your ability to also conquer your vices. Because if you're like, okay, I got nothing going on tonight. Uh, okay, like who's who's available? Who can who can see me? Who can, okay, they wanna go get a drink? All right, I guess I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, let's go get a drink. And until you're able to spend time by yourself and be comfortable with it, then you're going to go back down to one of these earlier levels. It, so it, level four is more like a test of like when you are embracing being alone is when you are very comfortable with yourself and you you must love yourself like you couldn't spend all this time with yourself unless you also loved yourself and we're on purpose that's the other part of this is that you're on purpose because if you're not on purpose then you get some free time and you're like what should i do let's call this friend and let's go do this but if you are on purpose you're like amazing i have a lot of work to do and that happens in solitude it very rarely happens in groups especially in online entrepreneurship you probably don't need to do a ton of zoom meetings unless they're like sales calls you might do a quick one with your team but for the most part the most valuable work you're going to do is done in solitude by yourself so the solitude is the level that it's like you're so comfortable in your own thoughts in your own mind because you've gotten rid of your vices you've gotten awareness of your trauma you've forgiven your trauma You've allowed yourself to express yourself. This is the other part of it is that you're very comfortable in expressing yourself. If you think of an example like Jim Carrey, when people watch Yes Man, even though he's crazy, we all love him, right? We're like, yes, like keep doing that. We can tell that you are just letting your energy flow out into the world without worry about what others are thinking about you. And everyone loves that so much. And really, this is how you're going to crush it on social media. Because especially on TikTok, if you are like, all right, who is doing amazing on TikTok? Who are your favorite creators? None of them are people who are putting on this fake facade. Maybe you're watching them uh, like like these more fake influencers that you can tell that they're just not being fully who they are. They are trying to make you like them they are trying to create content that is going to go viral and they might succeed sometimes but these are the people that get views but they don't really have fans okay and really the creators that have fans are the ones who really make it the ones that are able to actually influence people because views are a lot different than diehard followers right the actual fans and those come from your true expression of self And it's really difficult to do this. I I can even go back onto older podcasts of mine and I can hear that I'm like, what's up guys, blah, blah, blah. Like there's just like, I'm I'm trying to be someone uh, a little bit different than my actual self where like there's just a layer of I'm trying to impress you. Please give me your attention. Please don't go away. And what that does is creates the opposite effect. So you have to be able to be so just on purpose so okay with yourself and and everything is that fourth step because this is how you're going to find massive success 
and then then you're going to be even more okay with yourself because it is something that needs to be based in reality. You are able to love yourself even when you're broke. You are able to love yourself even when you're out of shape. But it, it is harder, okay? It's a lot easier to say, like, I've got this business that I, I started and I've been working super hard on it and it didn't work for years and now it's absolutely crushing it and I have all this money and I'm able to take care of people around me and I've got free time and uh, I live where I want to live. Like, the more things that you can do for your reality, the easier it's going to be to accept your reality and accept yourself. So yeah, the, it, there is a level to which you can fully accept yourself even as someone who's in massive debt and massively overweight. But it's also in a way almost not healthy to be complacent with a version of yourself that you don't want to be because now you're just staying there. So be the you that you want to be because it really is all a choice to to do these things. It's not a choice that like this is the year that I will get to the the level of fitness that I want to because it might take longer than that, right? It might not be in your choice to say like this month I'm going to have the 50k month in my business. Um, but you can say I'm going to make the choices that would allow me to get to a 50k month in my business as soon as possible and head down that road, right? That you're able to choose the path, not how quick you can get to the destination, but you can at least go down the path or the one that you think is is the best option. And as long as you're going down what you believe to be the best path, then there's nothing that you can regret. So you have to be really on purpose in order to really get to level four and especially level five. So level five is selflessness. And the reason why this is just the natural byproduct of doing all of these other things is because now that you are a whole person and you've got everything taken care of in your life and you don't need the validation of the world, it's okay if people don't like your content sometimes. It's okay if people don't agree with you. It's okay if someone doesn't like you back. It's okay if someone says no to going on a date with you. If someone ghosts you, it's it's not to justify that it's okay, but it's okay because you're, you're fine. And naturally, because these things in life don't drag you down, you will never really need people to, to help you. You won't ever need to be selfish. You won't go to lunch with a friend and you're both sad about your situations, and you say, you know what, I need you to be sad for me. And it prevents you from going into a victim mindset. And even though it can be valuable to have a friend hear you out and hear my problems, there is a level to which you are so confident in your being that you don't need to tell your friend about the person who stood you up as if it needs to like just own the conversation. Like you're like, yeah, what, what's going on with you? Let me lend an ear. Let me listen to you. Another person that I think is a good example of this, if you watch the TikTok account Snowboard Jesus, he and his son are, are both very like this. They go down the mountain and all they do is help people. Like people that can't snowboard uh, and, and are just having a tough time, he goes and he helps them out and he just does random acts of kindness all day on his TikTok. And you know that this guy, I, I encourage you to go check out the account so you can really see what I'm talking about. This guy is being so kind and everything, but you're not thinking like he's being feminine 
or whatever. Like, because in this case, you know, he, he's in his full masculine and you're not thinking that he's being weird about this. Like, this is just like, wow, you are a very whole person. And you know that if you sat down and told this person about problems you're going through, he would be all ears and he probably isn't going to talk about the problems that he's going on got going on in, in his life because he's truly selfless in all of his actions and that's what the byproduct is of making it through all of these previous levels you no longer need to tell people about everything wrong that is happening to you because you can deal with it yourself and none of it affects your ego in a negative way because when we are like, I need to own the conversation, I need to, to talk about my problems and why it's a really big deal is when your ego has been affected. So the absence of ego is selflessness. And that's why I believe that it's level five. Now, for me personally, I would consider myself between level four and five right now because I have at least the awareness of what I'm striving to become. And I wouldn't have been able to come out with this episode even six months ago because I was still probably more like in levels two or three and I hadn't fully made it to the point where I had the clarity of what level five was. And then it became clear to me when I was watching TikTok uh, like just certain accounts that I was like, like here is a masculine man in most cases, right? Is like how I figured it out, even though this episode is not about a specific gender where I was like, I know that this person is a whole complete person and is their highest self. There's like a clip of a waiter that is like someone says, hey, I'm a little bit short on the money. Could you help me out? And he's just like the most real, genuine person ever. And this clip has gone super viral. If I can find it, I'll link it down below in the description because I did see it recently. And um, you, you might have seen it. Um, but yeah, it's just this guy's like, oh, no problem at all. Like, like, I'll help you out, brother. And he just, you know, goes back and he discounts the order and he comes back. And he is not the traditional masculine tough man, but everything about him is a, a whole and I'll say masculine person um, because like you can just tell he's selfless. So the reason why I think this is the true level to reach is because a lot of times for guys, we might be thinking that that last level is the ability to af really afford anything that we want or gaining material possessions. But you can reach it even if you're a waiter at this point of your career and you're already acting selfless because you're like, I don't need anything more. I don't need more money to be happy. I don't need a relationship to be happy. I don't need uh, this level of success in my career to be happy. I can be happy now. But for most people, a lot of times we kind of see it as like, hey, as soon as I'm making a lot of money, then then I'll be selfless. Then I'll be uh, actually confident then I'll actually be happy and by saying that it actually means that you probably won't be when do you get there there's always that next level to get to and you're gonna keep pushing off your happiness onto that next level so I would really encourage you to say what's wrong with just being happy right now what's wrong with just loving myself as I am where I am right now because maybe it's not on the other side of achievement and it really is just accepting that I'm on level seven of the 30 levels that I'm going to go through in my life and just because I'm not at level 30 yet doesn't mean 
I can't be happy until then. It's like when you're a new character in a video game and you start off in your level one and then you keep leveling up your character. Is there any more inherent self-worth in the character that you've developed that you got the best armor for, that you got the best sword for, that has the best spells versus the, the you that had just not gotten there yet? The you that just hadn't gone there yet was no less of a being or had any less self-worth all that he had going against him was time that an experience that just naturally will happen so you already are that you that has all the success that you want as long as you never give up on the journey on the path that you truly want to live out you know that it's going to happen most of you know that in time you will achieve a certain level of success so for that reason you're already that you and something that will hinder you from getting there is the victimization is the sadness because sadness robs you of the present moment in the the anxiety and the worry of what if I don't do it is pretty much the only thing that is preventing that story from being a certainty so it's it's difficult life is very difficult my heart goes out to every single one of you living through what really is a tough time in the world because even though we don't have to worry about our horse carriage getting robbed on our way to the next town over we are living through a time of very high inflation and there's plenty of people that are working a full-time job and can still barely afford to live and it's just as tough and it makes it um you know, it's just like we have this distract, this very stressful distraction at all times. But just try to know that there is a version of you that is able to figure it out. And as long as you have confidence in that and you can embrace the joy that would come from the knowing that you're just a matter of time away from getting into that situation. So you might as well just be happy now. That is going to let you get to that person quicker you're going to be able to work faster and smoother and more confident and more focused and you're going to be able to get there quicker by giving yourself the grace now that you already are that person so i hope this was beneficial for you guys this is has everything to do with business and uh and uh yeah reach out to me on instagram at social bamboo with an underscore if you got some value love you all talk to you next time